Hi, I'm Marty Grizzani, and this is The Marty Grizzani Show. As a full-time real estate investor and business owner, I have a real fascination of finding the key principles for business success and personal development. This show is a reflection of my personal mission to find out what truly makes somebody successful in business and in life. We will find tools and tactics that they've used to reach those levels. If you're the type of person is not satisfied with average and you have a hunger for learning that will never cease, this show is for you. Welcome to the show. This is actually very special, John Carlos. Not, not just a special occasion. I mean, it's always a special occasion when you and I get together, especially when there's a fire ablaze in the back. You have a beautiful tree in the background with, uh, you know, probably tons of presents for yourself under there, and uh, <laughs> you're and you you just you have the look. Like I could see you on the cover of a Coles magazine right now. Like you just look perfect. Fantastic. That's what I like to hear. You know, <laughs> I always, you know, whenever Christmas rolls around, you know, it's, that's a good excuse for me to get the, uh, the fireplace going. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? I, I knew I would have you on. So I know you have the fireplace in the background and a beautiful Christmas tree. I have my Enright shirt on, and I know as you're a Nazareth alumni, you probably had a time or two at Enright. Is that fair to say? Uh, to be honest with you, Marty, I was a uh, I was I was a hermit crab in my college years. <laughs> okay, fair so enough. I'm fair enough. lost there. Yeah. I went there for you. I went there for you. Uh, that that's all. That's all good. You you probably uh, you definitely made the wise decision not going there. Um, well, I'm excited to talk to you because here's the thing. There's been so many people that I've talked with that, you know, whether there are people that, like yourself, who have been on the bus tours and have taken the time to, you know, learn from the podcast that we've done or from, you know, any sort of material I've put out there. But you're one of the first mentee students that I've ever had who not only did those things, but then absolutely went out and crushed it. So for people who don't know, I'm so happy to have you on the show. John Carlos Molina, thank you for being here. But more importantly, let's get right to it. What does your portfolio look like right now? Because, you know, you really hit this thing out of the park. I feel like you are one of the, one of the people that you could have gone to any bus tour or any sort of teaching seminar or coaching, and you would have crushed it. So, um, but Tell me, you know, where are you now? What does it look like? And, uh, and, and, where, and where are we going for 2023? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Marty, for having me on the show. Thank you for hyping me up as always. You know, you make me feel more important than, I'm, uh, than I am. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, my current portfolio now it consists of, you know, 20 uh rental units um scattered throughout nine properties uh they either consist of a single family house or a small multifamily home um and they're all within the uh city of rochester and um you know that's been going uh good so far you know it's been a great learning experience 
And, uh, you know, I'm currently working on a flip uh, about 45 minutes south of Rochester. So I'm keeping busy with that. And uh, for the year, you know, looking forward to uh, 2023, you know, I'm always looking to expand to that portfolio. Um, and then also, you know, uh, you know, start getting myself a little bit more involved with doing a couple more flips as well. I love it, buddy. That's incredible. 20, 20, 20 doors at this point, which is freaking fantastic. And um, you've got a flip you're working on. Let's talk about that flip because I remember you were, you sent, you sent me some um, information on that. Kind of wanted to get my idea on it. So can you tell us a little bit about what you think the ARV is? Maybe just start from the beginning, maybe how you found it, you know, what you bought it for, what the rehab looks like and, uh, and what you plan to sell it for. So I found it um, through a local wholesaler. Um, you know, I was able to purchase, you know, nobody really wanted to touch it. You know, he has, you know, I'm in that list of, um, you know, potential, you know, uh, and buyers, investors who are looking to um, purchase properties from him. But, you know, nobody wanted to touch it, rightfully so. You know, it's a it's a big project. So I bought it for $33,000. And, uh, you know, I budgeted around $90,000. You know, of course, you know, Marty, you know, budgets, you know, our budgets, you know. Um, you know, I've, I've gone, you know, $10,000 over that budget. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, we... we, we well, I know I'm hoping to get, you know, 200,000, you know, the ARV, we're hoping to get $200,000 for it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's been a very, you know, th this has been, you know, my biggest project to date. You know, it's been essentially building a house from scratch. Right. I saw yeah. that. You're absolutely right. And just so you know, when you're building a house from scratch, because that was, and we, because we're doing one right now where we went probably... 40 over four forty over our budget, right? What's so great about it though is that how much you've learned in that process. So let's say best case scenario, or let's say worst case scenario, it's just a ten thousand dollar over your budget. On a project that size, when there's so much involved, it's super difficult to nail down a budget. So just being ten thousand over, especially with the inflation and the material costs that have occurred over the last, you know, six months. I think that's freaking damn good, especially for that project. I mean, you were, this was from the studs, was it not? I mean, we're talking literally everything, right? Yeah. New roof, new siding, new, new drywall everywhere, new floors everywhere. You know, it was just, you know, plywood, subfloor, studs everywhere. No kitchen at all whatsoever. There was no bathrooms. Uh, yeah, it, it was, just, you know, it was as close to building a house as you can get without, you know, building an actual house. Yeah, without that makes any sense. Yeah. Yep. It makes total sense. Yeah. And it's just super difficult, like I said, to, to, to narrow in a, and zero in on a budget. But you've, you've been able to get through it so far. So, all right, let's talk about, uh, you know, what you've had to do to this project, because I think, you know, a lot of people look at a fix and flip and you've done though, this wasn't, this wasn't one that you just, you know, your first time, you know what I mean? You've done 
some serious rehabs before where I know when we first, you know, one of the first ones we looked at, um, it was right after the, the flip tour, it, you did a beautiful job in the Maplewood area of Rochester on a property and you probably could have flipped it. You probably could have made some money, right? But you decided to keep it and now you're going to make, you know, long-term money, you know, in regards to a wealth building vehicle, which is, which I always like to try to do as much as you can with the rentals. But let's talk about what did you learn on that first one in the Maplewood area? Um, and it wasn't your first one, but it was like one of your m- more recent projects that you had in Maplewood that I knew about. And then that you learned that you wanted to take on such a big project because it's very difficult to do. So were you, did you get the confidence because you were able to kind of find out one or two things from that initial flip? And that's why you decided to take on such a big project? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so it was actually my, um, I would say my third, uh, project, you know, um, to that point where, um, I was actually, you know, taking on the property, renovating it. And, uh, you know, my end goal, my exit strategy was to initially flip it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got the, uh, unexpected surprise of, uh, having to replace a roof, which wasn't in my original budget. But since the, since the market was so hot in, um, you know, beginning of 2021, uh, you know, I've, I decided to, you know, I got, I, I got saved. Uh, so um, I decided to go to my bank, refi it and, and keep it. And I was able to uh, uh, regain not only the purchase price, but as well as as well as the uh, renovation costs. It's incredible. Yeah, we've all been saved a few times yeah. with the market. And and, uh, and to the the victor goes the spoils at times, right? I mean, we're taking the risks here. And what's so cool about this is that you're getting a lot of this knowledge. I mean, again, 20 doors. You're not, you're not a rookie. You know what I mean? Like you're really, you're, you're on, you're on now. You're a vet at this point, in my, in my opinion. But what's really cool about it is you've learned so much in the last couple of years, building your portfolio, you know, doing flips, figuring it out, how to buy right, how to work with banks, how to raise money, how to make sure that the projects are being done on a timely manner so that when this next cycle happens, right? Because right now we're probably going to hit a little bit of a lull. Rochester is a little different, right? Upstate New York is probably still... It's actually still pretty warm of a market and comparatively to some of the other places in the country. But what you've learned in this first cycle is going to be so big because, geez, you're only in your 30s, right? I mean, the next time it comes around, it's going to be mayhem. You're going to just be able to have everything in place. You're going to be able to buy so many more units if that's something you want to do. Um, or maybe go bigger or whatever it is. So are, are you, are you really excited about what's coming down the line for you? You know, I, 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 I really didn't see myself, you know, in this position, Marty, you know, I, you know, three years, you know, when I started this journey, you know, and I, I really wish, you know, I know I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I'm, I have a point of view of, uh, you know, when I'm, talking to you uh i want to gear this episode towards you know um new investors people who are looking into getting into the real estate industry you know and you know i i was in you know i was in their position you know two three years ago you know and 
you know, now that I've accumulated this amount of uh, properties and these amount of units and I'm doing flips, you know, I, uh, you know, am prepared now and I, you know, for the next market cycle, when things do go south, I know exactly what I want and, and I'll go for it. All right. So great point, right? So really, really good point. You were a rookie four years ago. Why are you different? Why did you separate yourself from some of the other people that maybe you talked with in the beginning who still haven't made a splash and bought their first property? Why do you have the urgency to continue and succeed? Why? I think that's really more of a... um you know, something within me, you know, my, my personally, my urgency is, you know, I have something with, you know, my parents, you know, I always wanted to, you know, as a young kid to show them that I'm capable of doing something productive, you know, with, with my life. So, you know, part, partly has to go with that. And then partly, of course, you know, I, you know, just, I just have a sense within me, you know, to always, you know, be better at, whatever is it that I'm doing, it can be this, it can be, you know, my personal health. It can be, you know, uh, being a father, being a husband, you know, I always try to be, try to push myself to be as best as I, you know, be the best version of what I can be. I love that. Cause I have that same beginning a bit where it's a prove it to my parents. And not that I didn't, not that they haven't been very supportive, you know, but I think being the young, I think being the youngest, there was something to it for me where you just wanted to stand out, maybe because you were, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the youngest, so it felt like at times maybe the the attention was on the older sibling, right? Um, so I wanted to figure out a way where I could, because I wasn't bigger than my brother, or, you know, faster than my brother, all things, because he's older, so you know, now I am, now I'm bigger, now I'm faster. Uh, shout out to Ricky. But, uh, but, but no, I, it was more of just, you know, because you're the youngest, you have to try to figure out a way to, you know, get the attention because you're, you're the youngest in the family. So it was that something for you. Like what, how does your, how does your childhood or the, the way you were raised impact that journey? Yeah. It's not, I, well, I, I didn't really have a uh, older sibling to compete with. I'm very sorry about that, Marty. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that must have been tough and it's on its own. But um, you know, I just you know my I, I know and rightfully so. You know, the a parent's intuition is not to really you know push their sin. You know, push their kid to you know uh, do something that they that they don't want to do or, or, you know, push them, you know, where they're going to be, you know, suffering health wise. Uh, so, you know, they always tell them, you know, take, well, for me, you know, don't, don't take on so much, you know, for example, when I was in college, you know, they would say, you know, don't take so many classes during the semester, you know, pace yourself X, Y, and Z, you know, Marty. So I'm always, you know, okay, that's fine. I'm going to, I, I would like to show you, you know, on a, you know, on a friendly, competitive way, you know, that I am capable of doing such things. I love that. I love it. I think that's great. And uh, it's, it's something that is what I see when I have people on my show. There's just this 
internal motivator. It's like this motor that people have. It's this burn. It's this desire, and uh, and you have that. So I'm I'm really um, I'm really grateful that you know you you've taken the time to go into real estate because I know how much you're helping out the local community with being a great housing provider as well as somebody that's wanting to get better. And it's just good to know somebody like that. And it always, it gets me amped up and it, it makes me want to be better as well. Um, tell me about some, you know, maybe a formulas or do you, do you have like a process that you follow? You know, some of the people that I've talked with in the past have like a really good morning routine. Um, some people that I know have specific things they would like to do, like they express gratitude. It helps them kind of uh, center themselves. Some people I've talked with meditate. Some people, you know, they work out in the morning and that helps them get, you know, some of the cobwebs out and, and start their day. Do you have something along those lines that's helped you to be a successful person? Um, I wish. I, I mean, I should be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the anomaly of John Carlos. <laughs> no, you know what? Really, there's really nothing special about my day. You know, I, I, I wake up, you know, I have, you know, a couple of kids, you know, to, to mind after. So, you know, that's my first thing that I do is, you know, make sure that they're alive. <laughs> and then, you know, I, 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 you know, I still have a W-2 job and I make sure, you know, during that W-2 job, you know, to always be focused in real estate, you know, you know, always in constant contact with, uh, realtors that I know, making sure that, uh, you know, just making sure that I'm there to purchase anything that someone is looking to get rid of something, you know, they don't want to deal with anymore. If they have any non-paying tenants, if they're just sick and tired of owning the property, you know, um, and if I have a project currently going on, you know, I always make sure with the guys that I have working up there at the property, making sure that they have all the materials, making sure that they're well-fed X, Y, and Z. And then once I'm done with my W-2 job, uh, then I come home, uh, spend a little bit, you know, an hour or so with the kids and with my wife, and then make sure, you know, try to every day to go to the gym, you know, dedicate that time to myself, Great. make sure that, you know, um, I'm feeling good about myself. Yep. And then, you know, just come back home, uh, just dot my eyes and cross my T's with regards to, you know, following up with. Uh, real estate related activities. And that's really about it. You know what I love, John Carlos, is that you're focused. And that's, I think, the, the, the real big difference maker for people is like, you can have a crazy, uh, you can have a crazy morning routine, different things, but you just hit the nail on the head. It's like, I don't need those things. I'm focused as hell. And I, I want it. And I'm after it. Urgent. Like, again, it's all about the urgency. Like, you know, it's just, People, some people are whimsical about their day and they wake up and let the day happen to them. And some people freaking make sure that shit is happening for them and uh, they're not waiting around. So I, I love that. And I'm really happy that you are going to the gym. I think that's a, a really great thing to do because it, you know, for me, it's just a mind, it helps my mind and it helps make sure that, um, you know, number one, that I'm clear on what I'm going after. I, I can self reflect. So, uh, I'm glad to hear that because I know how important it is for me. Do you, um, you know, do you have maybe um, for the people that are new? Because some people go, all right, well, that's great. I know all the great things you've done, but tell me about some bad stuff. 
you know, because bad stuff is really how you learn, right? It's the, the errors that we make. So can you think of some, maybe some, I don't want to say bad choices, but maybe poor choices that you made or, and I don't even want to say poor choices. I just want to say mistakes, right? Because it's all mistakes. We're all constantly making mistakes and we're constantly kind of having our mini little, our mini little uh, falters when we're in this business. Can you think of any that you learned a lot from? Yeah. Uh, uh, the biggest mistake that I did, I mean, of course, you know, to the new investor, you know, don't make this, you know, don't, I don't want to, you know, uh, hinder them from starting their real estate uh, ventures. But, you know, I started investing, you know, just before and during uh, COVID, you know, mm-hmm. and the biggest mistake that I did there was, you know, uh, inheriting a lot of non-paying tenants and you know i'm in the business of you know depending on that cash flow at the end of each month and so that's one of the first hurdles that i had to overcome uh when i first started out um that i'm still um experiencing of course not to a large extent but just a small portion of my portfolio and that's always i'm working with with my property manager um that you know i've also had contractors who have done the job halfway they would take the first deposit of the uh of the job on monday and on tuesday you would not hear from them again uh i also had um you know um i'm trying to think of something else marty something big Really, that's that. And um, well, while you're thinking of that, while you're thinking of that, is what would you have done differently in regards to when you're buying a house with non-paying tenants? Would you wait for it to be vacant? Would you ask the seller for a discount? Like, how would you approach it now? Because again, there's a lot of properties that are coming up, and there's going to be even more that somebody wants to sell. And a lot of times, this is off market, where someone wants to sell it, but they have an unpaying tenant. How do you approach that now? Um, yeah, that, that's a really good question. Well, you can, um, you know, from my experience and from talking with other people who do this, you know, every day, uh, really what I've seen is they uh, do cash for keys. So they would, um, you know, offer them cash, you know, with the intent of the tenant to vacate the unit and you know i know of people who would take it one step further and help them with the process of looking for a unit and also help them with moving their contents to the new apartment uh super good super super good it's so good and it's so true and that's what we we've done that john carlos right we've done that i think we i think i was talking to you about that on the flip tour one of the properties that we looked at that's exactly what we had to do. We took a risk buying it. We were getting a good deal, right? So you want to make sure if you're taking a property on like that, you're already getting a, a pretty solid deal. Because my upside was, if I can get this person out, it's going to be a home run. If I don't, it's just a single. It's like a, it's a single right now. Just a little, it's a little bunt single. It's not that great. But if I can get them out, then it's going to be really good. And that was a key that you just gave, an absolute golden nugget, which is you got to do the things that, you don't necessarily want to do, which is go on Zillow or go on Craigslist and or go on to some sort of government agency and apply 
for those people. And at the same time, I'll even give a little bit more. When we bought that property at the flip tour that you were on in Aronicoy, we literally just said, hey, all that back rent you have with that previous owner, we're going to wipe it away because I had already spoken with the owner. They were not going to go after that rent, right? Okay, so now I know that we can say that. So all that rent, you know, that $8,000, we're going to completely wipe away and we're going to start fresh. And oh, by the way, where is some things that you need fixed? And we fix those things. And then, so we knew we could get, we knew right then and there, we were going to be able to get rent if we didn't want to flip this house. Okay, we did want to flip the house. So we found them a place to go. And that was actually going to be, um, you know, uh, a government sub, a government subsidy place where, you know, I didn't have to tell the landlord, hey, this, is her, this person's a, a good uh, tenant. I, I couldn't in good faith do that. I hope no one does that to me. When I'm calling to do a reference check, right? So I want to be very clear with those things. Uh, but the but the third thing is that, yeah, we're going to give you the deposit. Like I literally wrote a check to that uh, government housing agency and uh, and gave them that deposit so that they had that first uh, that first month uh, or sorry that that security for for them to move into. So those are freaking great nuggets, dude. Love that. Love that. Um, so what were some good decisions? What, what was like a really, really good decision? Was it like, for instance, some people when they're out of, you're out of state in a way. Um, was it hiring a property manager? Was it, you know, was it working with a specific contractor? Was it, you know, was there some really like, oh, I'm so glad I did that because that really helped me, you know, build my career. You know, whatever it might have been, you know, sometimes people talk about, um, you know, certain coaching, certain, um, you know, whatever it might be, different avenues that have helped elevate their game was there one in particular you can think of was it getting a property manager because i i would think it would be yeah um i don't want to sound too cliche uh, marty but um i'm gonna do a 180 on you i would say um for the you know and i hope the new investors you know they they pay attention and that would be uh perseverance you know it, it, it it's 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 not gonna be you know real estate is not really black and white you know you need to you know just go at it every day and you know i am a you know i live in upstate new jersey you know the the drive here from here to rochester it's about five hours you know so constantly going there every other weekend looking at properties when once i purchase the properties when i have my guys up there making sure that they have all the materials running around um uh looking for property managers you know that's that's i'm sorry well, well, well yeah that's, that's no really, this is fantastic yeah. you thank you for being so real right it, it truly is just persevering and i think that's like at the the most like elemental level right like if you think about like what is it it's just persevering like all through the shit all through the punches it's just going after it every single day and i i like to uh, really call this cuz it's w- one of my mentors calls it you know compounding pounding you're just compounding the pounding of just consistently going out there with your hammer and just hitting it day after day until the treasure chest opens up right and whatever that is for you whatever that level of success is for you it opens up for people but it's a daily grind and you're so right. I, uh, 
I feel like it's it's just one of those things where you just have to be in it and you can only fail if you give up, right? That's the only way you can actually fail is if you give up. Because if you go after it day by day, all you're going to do is just get these lessons and occasionally some wins, <laughs> right? You get occasional wins, but you'll get a lot of lessons. Right. And th- that, that last, th- the last time I went up to Rochester was about a couple weeks ago. And it was really just a win. It was really a lesson. And that, uh, Marty, I'm pretty sure you are well known with this, is the uh, tax auction that's held, I think, every three years or every, I'm not so sure. But, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I, yeah, yeah, I wanted to win a property on, you know, in auction, you know, at auction. But, you know, it, it was just, even though I didn't win a property, I was able to win the experience of being there and seeing the people lifting the paddles up in the air. And just, you know, that, that was a great experience to have. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. And I'm sure, you know, those, uh, those, those, those moments of you driving, uh, you know, just listening to podcasts, I'm sure, right? Although those five hours of just you getting information, you're learning, you know, it's not a lot of people are willing to do that, John Carlos. So when people go, oh, you're so lucky, you've got 20 units, you must have really got really lucky. What do you say to people that say that to you? Lucky, lucky. they should see me uh, <laughs> sleeping on an inflatable bed in a house that I'm renovating with my uh, co-workers. <laughs> if that's your definition of lucky, then um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with them, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's so good. Yeah, you didn't see me sleeping on yeah. a freaking inflatable mattress and in uh, you know, with no heat and no electric on because we're waiting for our genie to come and turn it all, all right. on, right? Right. They're another issue. Jeepers creepers. Yeah. Uh, all right, speed round. If there's a metric that you could track in your business or that you're looking at on a weekly basis or a yearly basis, it could be any of those things, what do you choose? What are you looking at? What do you what are you really, you know, making sure that you're um you're focused on? Um, I'm, I mean, I sh- I should probably start, you know, uh, keeping uh, tabs on this number, but uh, it would be really just making sure I'm making my calls uh, to um, my real estate friends who are involved in the business up in Rochester, my realtors who are up in there, my wholesalers, just making sure that, hey, I'm here, I'm looking to buy, these are my criteria, and, you know, uh, just just making sure that I'm making my, you know, at least, you know, you know, I'm making one, you know, one to two of those calls every day. Mm, yes, I think that's very good. And we can all, we should all be doing that. I need to be doing that better, right? Because you want to, you want to be on top of people's minds. I'll tell you, I, I got, I have a few buyers that I work with and, and clients I work with that will text me every Friday. And uh, it, it's just the path of least resistance. When a deal comes across our desk or if I can't get to something and I got a property from somebody who's just told me about it, there could be a hundred people out there or there could even people who'd pay me more 
for a deal, right? But if I have this person that just texts me constantly, I'm just going to send it over to them. And that's just the path of least resistance. That's the same for agents. That's the same for brokers. That's the same for anybody. If you're constantly in front of somebody's face, it's just like, oh, okay, this person keeps calling me. I'm going to give them this deal. So I love that idea. I think I need to do that more. You need to do that more. We all need to do that more. And that's the same for, for a lot of people listening. So that's fantastic. Is there a... So I'm so sorry, Marty. And, I'm, and that, that would also go to, you know, believe it or not, I've gotten a couple of my deals through property managers. Mm. You know, since they're with, you know, they, they know who's an out-of-state investor, you know, who doesn't want to deal with a property. Uh, they know who's, you know, which properties uh, where tenants aren't paying rent, you know, just constantly asking, you know, you know, don't go out and directly ask them, you know, who's looking to sell? Because I'm pretty sure they're not going to have someone who's going to be, you know, selling. But the the right question to ask would be, you know, um, Mr. or Mrs. Property Manager, which of your um, uh, clients are, um, are, are, you know, um, are having a difficult time with their properties. Which of your properties have non-paying tenants? Mm. You know, something along those lines. And then you can, uh, you know, just try to always think outside the box. Super you know? good. Yeah. Super good. So for those of you who, who need to hear that again, that's really good. If you have a property manager, it's not asking who's selling because majority of them are not. It's, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Property Manager, who has a property that's been a big problem for you? Or is there a, is there an owner that maybe has a, or is there a property or two that has just been an absolute pain that are near mine at all? Well, yeah, actually one, two, three main street across from yours is just not paying. Oh, okay. Go online, look up who the owner is, find the phone number, give that person a call. You don't have to throw anybody under the bus. You're just asking questions. Hey, who's somebody that you know, or who, what's a property or two in like my area that you know, I buy in. That has been a problem for you as manager. Oh, geez, you got to, well, then you'll, you know, on Woodward Street or geez, on, you know, Lakeview Park, it's just been brutal over there at 233. Okay, no problem. Boom, make a call. That's freaking great, John Carlos. Really, really good. Um, really appreciate that. Okay. Is there a book that you recommend or was there a podcast that or a YouTube channel and or a, is there is there, what would you recommend uh, for a real estate investor who wants to start off for education? Is there, you know, what would it be? What was the, mo or maybe even just the recent book that you read that was helpful for you? Sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, really the only book that comes up to my mind would be Rich That Poor That. I think that's a fantastic book to get into um, real estate and just to, you know, Go off of that. Um, I would. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Marty Grizzani uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think you Thank know. You, not, yeah, not 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 only because you're interviewing, not because you're interviewing me, but uh, you know, I I know that you've had some fantastic guests up to this point. You know, you ask very great questions, and um, you know the. The the flip it bus tour that you and Matt McGuckin held, I think that was fantastic as well. And then as long as um, the even though I was able, I was not able to physically attend it. Uh, but the 
uh, go big or bigger event, um, which can be um, uh, um, you, you you know you you can uh, view it online. Uh, you know they Matt and Matt. I'm sorry, Matt Marty, Matt McGuckin, and Matt Duran did a fantastic job of breaking it down into uh, I think seven or eight modules, um, and I think that's a I think that's a that's a fantastic content that uh, you three guys uh, put out there. So go give that uh, a check. Well, I didn't ask him to say that. So thanks, John Carlos. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Matt Druin and Matt McGuckin. Just absolutely crushed it. Matt Druin was a is a commercial guru here, and well, not even a guru. He's a guru, just like Matt McGuckin, my partner, and uh, phenomenal, phenomenal guys that have a different take on real estate investing than I do, but all of us together are, um, you know, had a lot of fun and, and so happy that we were able to provide real value. And uh, we look forward to doing that again. Um, well, last question for you, buddy. I guess I would say if, uh, if you lost it all today, okay, if we had to go back and you still know everything you know now, but if you lost all the properties and all that stuff, what would you what would you do? Would you still would you still invest in real estate? Yeah, I you know, uh is this with am I losing the knowledge or No, I you got all the not you got all okay. the knowledge. Yeah, actually, you know, I, I would you know I, I I would uh I would still do real estate. Love yeah. it. So even through all the pain and all the strife and all the all that, there's still a little bit more of a reward than the pain. Is that right? That's 100% correct. Love it. I love it. And that's so true. I think that's the other thing we got to think about is that, again, we're just, we are expanding our minds. We're expanding our thresholds, pain, and a, a number of other thresholds because we're just becoming, I think, better, truly. I, I mean, I'm not, whether you're making money or not, you know, I, I hope we are. I think we are. But at the end of the day, it's just how do I expand as a person And doing these things is expanding. It's difficult, but you're learning all these beautiful things that lead us to the next chapter, right? You kind of have to have these different chapters in this book so that at the end, it's just this unbelievable story that you can tell your kids and they can tell their kids. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing because we really are all of us investing for our legacy the way I see it, right? Your kids, my kids, their kids. And, um, and that's, uh, that's a beautiful thing. But you will not get there unless you start. Mm. <laughs> that's it, buddy. I love it. Well, John Carlos, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. It was so good catching up with you, man. I'm so happy for you. All the success. You're crushing it. You're doing a great thing. And I just, I'm so excited for you and where you're going for 2023. Thanks for having me. You got it, buddy. All right, guys. Well, that's the show. If you need to get in touch with John Carlos, John Carlos, how can they find you? If, if people have a deal, they want to, they want to send to you. Uh, yeah, my, um, I think the best way to contact me, to contact me would be, uh, through my personal cell phone and that's uh, 347-306-8651. I always keep my phone on my hip, so don't be afraid to give me a call or shoot me a text or 
uh, if you're more social media savvy, uh, you can reach me uh, at uh, Instagram. My, um, you can look me up my name, John Carlos uh, underscore W underscore my last name, Glenn. Thanks, John Carlos. Appreciate you, brother. See you guys. Thank you for tuning into the Marty Grisani show. If you're listening on Apple podcast, leave us an honest rating and review. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us for weekly episodes.